Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week, we scare because we care. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. We, we, uh, we, we took a break, and now we're back. <laughs> now we're back. It was, it was uh, only like one week, though. So. It's true. We, we've done much more. <laughs> it's true. Uh, we got Lizzie in the studio. Yeah, Lizzie again, in the studio. For the first time in like a year. So she might be sneezing or snuffing or doing other various dog things. <laughs> That's what to say. Lizzie's her dog. <laughs> in case you didn't know. <laughs> I'm just like, we have Lizzie in the studio where he's like, she might be sneezing and snuffing. I'm like, uh. I get, yeah, I guess those are inherently dog things to do. Um, but yeah, yeah we, we got Lizzie in the studio. Um, my name is Robbie, and I'm Micah, and uh, you know we're monsters. We're monsters. <laughs> See, it actually works. The one time, the one time, works. the one time we have actually done that, and it, it makes sense for the episode. But yeah, we're talking about uh, a movie today uh, called Monsters Incorporated. You might have heard of it before. <laughs> and Robbie, explain to our audience why it's a November movie. Why it's a November? I, <laughs> I don't know. It's not. I mean, I guess I, I, are the trees changing colors on the streets they kind of i think i think they are like when they're walking down the road like i think it takes place in autumn at the very least it like it's cold you know sure <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that sure <laughs> um but before we get into our uh, discussion on the movie itself let's uh tell the folks a little bit about it So, as you may have heard, we're talking about Monsters, Inc., which is a 2001 movie rated G. It's an hour and 32 minutes. Its little IMDb description is, In order to power the city, monsters have to scare children so that they scream. However, the children are toxic to the monsters, and after a child gets through, two monsters realize things may not be what they think. (gasps) (laughs) (laughs) Just a dramatic pause, I guess. <laughs> Feature, featuring a cast of Billy Crystal, John Goodman, Mary Gibbs, Steve Buscemi, James Coburn, Jennifer Tilly, Bob Peterson, John Ratzenberger, oh, yeah. Frank Oz, <laughs> and more. Very cool. Uh, directed, Big by, fan. <laughs> uh, directed by Pete Doctor. The Pete according Doctor. According to this, co-directed by David Silverman and others. <laughs> this is... Um, oh, and Lee... Uncritch. Uncritch, right? yeah. yeah. Um, that's the director of Coco. You know, he followed me back when I had TikTok. Lee Uncritch followed me on TikTok for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I hadn't posted anything. <laughs> Written by... Uh, <laughs> Just a fun tidbit. <laughs> Written by Pete Doctor, Jill Coltron, Colton. Colton? Yeah. Uh, Jeff Pigeon. Wait, really? <laughs> Nice. That's how you smell fish? I like it. <laughs> Ralph, uh, Ralph Eggleston? Eagleston? Eggleston? I don't know. Uh, oh, no. Andrew Stanton and Daniel Gerson. And as always, if I mispronounce her name, I'm sorry. Although, um, I believe this is our either our second or third Pete Doctor movie we've covered. Because episode one of uh, Recently Logged, we 
talked yeah. about his film uh, Inside Out. It won, uh, it won Best Music at the Oscars As it for Best Original Song. <laughs> oh my goodness. And it was man. nominated for Best Original Score, Best Sound Editing, and Best Animated Feature. <laughs> Dare I say it should have won for <laughs> Best Score. I remember I lost to something really lame, too. Let me check You're this. You check the Oscars real quick? Uh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, the original song for this is really good. Um, like, obviously, I, I think people know it even outside of the context of this movie which is kind of crazy um but shrek oh shrek barely even has a score come well, on because no, that's that's a movie well no i guess when did shrek come out uh did it come out in 2001 uh yeah i think it did yeah okay yeah. so yeah shrek won best animated picture over, over oh uh, no i was saying it should have won no score. no i was saying oh i wondered what won best animated picture over it you know as nice as it would have been... I don't think Shrek's better. As nice as it would have been for Monsters, Inc. to win Best Animated Feature, I'm kind of glad it was Shrek. I do think Monsters, Inc. is better, but I'm kind of glad it was Shrek. Why are you kind of <laughs> glad it was Shrek? Because now Shrek will go down in history as the first Best Animated Feature winner. <laughs> that is true. You, have you ever seen the Oscar footage from that year? I have. With uh, like all the animated characters? I have, it's fun. Yeah. I, I always like it when they do that. Oh... <laughs> uh. But yeah, that's that's what you need to know about Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. There it is. That's all you need to know. Who'd have thunk it? Um, but yeah, let's <laughs> let's get into what we actually thought of the movie. Boo. <laughs> so, Robbie, oh ye, best Pixar movie. <laughs> What do you what do you think of Monsters Inc.? You're saying my life is the best Pixar movie, Micah? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> saying my claim that this is the best Pixar movie is false, Micah. Yes, is that what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Okay, what was the question? <laughs> I forgot. What do you think what do you summarize your thoughts okay, on right. Monsters Inc.? <laughs> um I think big disclaimer here at the like front end of this is Monsters Inc. is like a very formative film for my taste in cinema which is kind of strange to think about i don't know why i don't know it's it's strange for me that like something like this would be i don't know <laughs> why? i mean I, it's very it's fairly common for people to have like pixar films as like an introduction to you know more a bit classier children's media um but i don't know it's, it's it, I, it strikes me as an odd one uh, an odd one because i don't i haven't met too many other people that have monsters inc as like you know like childhood classic you know it's usually something else um but yeah i i love this film it's great um i i guess to get into specifics on why i like it so much um i'm a big fan of the ensemble here like john goodman and billy crystal make for re like really great leads for this movie that's like almost half the charm of this honestly um, and I mean, of course, the side cast is great too. You have Steve Buscemi, which I mean, he's always killing it, but he, he's <laughs> he's pretty great here. Um, he's especially slimy here, which which is always a good thing, I think. Um, I really love the music too. We mentioned that it won uh, best original song, um, and I still think it should but, should have won best was, original score. It was best original score that it won. It what? No, I yeah, thought it. No, I said best oh. original music subcategory best original or best best music subcategory oh. best original score oh well there you go well i mean okay um either way i think the music is great um i think it's easily the best uh like film score in pixar's canon which i mean randy newman he has like 
such an interesting flavor of jazz here that makes the slapstick really work. It makes the emotional stuff really work. And I, I love it. Um, I also really like the atmosphere. I love the world building. Like the world building is out of this world, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great. It's, it's a great movie. I mean, it's, it's a really good time really at, at the center of it. So I wow. guess that's probably why I like it it's so much. A, it's such a good time. It is a good time. You know, corporate conspiracies to kidnap children and suck their souls out or something. <laughs> it's always a good time. Uh, but what did you think of Monsters, Inc., Michael? What did I think of Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> yeah. Or what do you think, rather? What do I think <laughs> oh of Monsters, Inc.? <laughs> uh, I really like Monsters, Inc. I always, I always have. Um, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, we grew up on this movie. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like, it's it's good. It's not the best Pixar movie. There are definitely better Pixar <laughs> There movies. are better Pixar movies. But this is pretty darn great. Um, again, and like he said, it has great atmosphere. Oh, the the atmosphere. cast is outstanding. Oh really, really, honestly, the reason I think this is probably the funniest Pixar movie, which <laughs> I, I, I do think it is. It is. I think one of the biggest <laughs> attributes to that is probably specifically John Goodman, Billy Crystal, and Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. Like, they're just, they just work so well together. Especially Billy Crystal's performance. This is my. This. this is easily my favorite Billy Crystal performance, like in anything. He's so good. <laughs> Billy here. Crystal is killing this. <laughs> it's hilarious. Um, but yeah, the setting is really fun. The atmosphere is great. The story isn't my favorite thing in the world, and the way the conspiracy and everything actually progresses has always kind of bothered me some. That's fair. Um, yeah. But not enough to like really take that much away from the movie. This is still a classic, just not my favorite to turn on. Yeah, uh, I give it a four and a half out of five. Um, I, I I'm still kind of going between a four and a half and a five, you know. Um, but I, I don't know. I I mean, nostalgia would probably just tip it to a five in the end. <laughs> um, nostalgia is a powerful foe. It's it's something, man. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's let's get into something a little bit deeper, Micah. Oh, something deeper. Something deeper. So, we're gonna we're gonna be brought to tears by the end of this <laughs> podcast, guys. Were, were you brought to tears by this movie, Micah? No. <sighs> it's a shame. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a. It, it, the, the entire movie kind of hinges on like different relationships, you know. See, and like, and that, that it's so affecting to me. See, so yeah, I, I like I like the the progression of Mike and Sully's relationship. I was about to say, and I like Boo being used <laughs> as like a like a device for that. But Boo, I never get emotionally yeah, yeah, invested yeah, in herself at all. It's a shame, Micah. Boo's kind of annoying. <laughs> How could she? I'm sorry. I don't. I do not like little kids that much. Micah, you you are becoming uh, the Monsters Inc. conspiracy to hate children. <laughs> uh. Specifically, human children, though, which is, it's interesting. I was looking up um, like different thematic readings of Monsters Inc. this morning before the podcast. Different and a lot of people thematic reading. A lot of people I saw were like reading this as a direct like racist thing, like where the monsters are being fed like quote like racist propaganda against human children and they just like have a blind hatred towards them for no reason. And I'm like, that's that's an interesting way to look at it. That's an interesting would, way to look at it. I don't it. think I ever thought of it that I way. think that's reading way too much. No, into I was about it. to say knowing, I, I knowing the people knowing the people behind it, uh they did not think that they were just like what if the monsters were scared of children? <laughs> but no, there were, I, I, 
<laughs> I think they were going for like um back when like African American segregation was really bad in America, like that thing, which I don't know. That that seems like a far, a stretch for me. Well like I could I could like squint and see that yeah. because again a lot of that a lot of racism and stuff like that mm-hmm. that was so popular was uh was like and even now is perpetuated off of like propaganda about fear about them exactly yeah Um, i was about to say the the monsters are like blindly scared of them for no apparent reason but uh it doesn't really other than they're dangerous it's it's very weak (laughs) and doesn't really make much sense for the movie i always have read it as more of a capitalism piece which apparently that's how i read every movie (laughs) it's all about capitalism yeah well i i've always seen it as like how capitalism affects um different like uh relationship structures so you have like the parental structure with uh sully and boo and you have the friendship with you know um mike and sully i can remember mike was asking i'm gonna gonna be honest i'm gonna be honest uh Um, i never really read this as anything in particular like i never read into any allegory i never read it like like even this last time i never was like here are the deeper meanings behind i was just like that's monsters (laughs) it's monsters like what do you like i and i don't think there was that like yeah I don't know. I well, don't I'm, think ju- I'm not saying like the the intentional like thematic message of the movie is like here's how capitalism well, no, no, affects the I'm just the saying. I'm just saying like I don't think there's too much. Like, yeah, no, thematically it's... to read out of it, just because I don't think there was like that. Like it was just like it's it's a fun story. It's a very in the simple world. movie. It's a very simple yeah, story. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I just think like some of the like news anchor stuff is really fun and like yeah. I I don't know outside of like them being gags you even have like uh celia and mike's relationship which i mean you you have like the three different types of relationships in this movie which i thought was an interesting i don't know i thought it was an interesting romantic inclusion. yeah you got the romantic and friendship parenting. and parental yeah there you i'm like go, i'm like this is i don't know i thought it was interesting because they're all put um under strain by like one singular event it's by the kid yeah exactly as i say i could say it's by more like, about parenting than the corporates well i don't know there's like a government panic that sets all of it off like I mean, obviously, Boo is the cause of it. Boo is still. the cause, and Boo's the reason uh, Sully starts treat. Excuse me, Sully starts treating Mike poorly. Yeah, no, not oh, man, not, that... not, not, not not capitalism, right? That, that arc is really good. I will say the the arc with um, Mike and Sully is like honestly the most compelling thing here. Exactly, which is very good. <laughs> no, I really I, again, they're just great characters, and they instantly work well together. Yeah. And, like, their dynamic is really fantastic and everything. I'm a sucker for the, like, Marge and Homer thing that The Simpsons has going where, like, you know, like, these two <laughs> beings are destined to be together, you know? That, that This kind of has that going. Not in a romantic <laughs> way, but, like... Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, Mike and Sully. They always make me think of Marge and Homer. <laughs> no. I'm saying I like that um, like trope in fiction where like these two characters are like obviously like meant to be together, you know. <laughs> it's it's a fun it's a fun dynamic. I like it. <laughs> or he's like Morticia, <laughs> Morticia and Gomez. Yeah, see, there's another good example of it. You're like if they're separated, you're like no, they have to be back together. They're they're meant to be, you know. That's really funny. <laughs> no, it's a really, um, it's kind of like Last Black Man in San Francisco, where it's almost an, like an ode to male friendship, which is nice. There you go, an ode to male friendship. <laughs> <laughs> you should watch Last Black Man in San Francisco. I, I it's a very to. good movie. I want to watch it. 
pop it in. Pop it in right now. <laughs> we'll just we'll, watch it, we'll while watch it on the podcast. <laughs> live. Give you a live commentation on it. That would be absolutely wild if you just like turned on an episode. No, we used to. We used to. No, we used to joke about this. We used to <laughs> joke about this as an idea. Since yeah. me and Ruby always like, like if it's a movie we've seen, we always like talk about a joke through yeah. the movie. Um, we were like, you know, we put on headphones, do and the commentary, start recording, and record a commentary track. If we ever start like a Patreon or something for recently <laughs> logged, we should do that. Okay, but see, my problem with this is we don't, we don't, we don't do this for like every movie. We don't do it inherently consistently. Yeah, so well, there'll, be, to, there'll be like twenty minute stretches where we just don't say anything. We'd have to be like trying yeah, to get a, I, a I full like consistent I commentary. I, I could easily do that for Monsters Inc. You know, yeah, that's, there's so that's many, true. there's so there's many a lot fun of, there's production. A lot of movies but i feel like most of the movies we could pull that off for would be kids movies right the stuff we've watched a bunch that aren't very subtle yeah um but speaking of the production design what what do you think of that because i love the art direction of not only this movie but the entire monsters inc like universe has always been really fun to me see there there are a lot of things i don't really like about it actually like i really like the architecture and like um, Ugh, the more tactile so stuff um, with like the scales and the tentacles and eyeballs like, like worked into the uh, architecture. I, I like that's really I fun. like the stuff in Monsters Incorporated, like the yeah. building and everything. Um, I love the, the city. Way the the city looks. stuff has never really sold me. Interesting, I, and I never and I never really liked it in Monsters University. You know, I was much. gonna say you see like some of the skyline in this movie, and I think they actually refine it a bit more in Monsters University. Well, like the, the non factory looks, looks stuff. very similar to Monsters University yeah. in this, and that's just never really been like my style. I you think know? it's fun. We're know. not putting like <laughs> hair and elbows on <laughs> human building. It's funny. <laughs> Need that in a Cronenberg movie. <laughs> Get on that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. Like, like I guess, uh, like I said, when I was when we were watching this yesterday, like I said, yeah. the the world building ought, like kind oh, of man. bothers me somewhat what? for the monster stuff. Like, okay. it doesn't fully make sense, but never to the extent of something like Cars or something oh, like that, goodness. where the world building feels kind of actively bad. The Cars universe actively doesn't make any sense. Yeah. At least with Monsters Inc., you're like, yeah, that kind of is weird, but like, you know, it's fun. Yeah, like there's <laughs> there's so much about like the panning scene through the town. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But it's fun, you but know? But it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> um, I don't know. Speaking on the world building, especially, because I think that's one of this film's strongest elements. It, it builds such a fully, like, realized world. I mean, yeah. Like, and that you, we like, want to talking about, the like, the movie. world world. Not, yeah. like, inherently all of the world building. I think the world building itself is fantastic yeah, in terms great. of what the movie is presenting. Like you said, it's so efficient. It builds, it builds everything so and introduces everything extremely fast. Yeah. And the world never once, it never once feels like, especially a lot of like late Pixar movies and stuff where they're like, and here's the, the land of the dead. Look at all these <laughs> land of the dead things. That's so land of the daddy. And so it's just like, this is the monster universe. Go for it. You know, it's interesting. I saw this, uh, I think it was a video essay uh, recently. I don't remember who it was by, but they were talking about how modern Pixar movies represent like this weird capitalistic um, fantasy land. Like almost all of their 
supernatural or fantasy settings uh, are like very capitalist <laughs> and always they, it's funny they pointed out all of their um all the pixar movies have like police officers or some sort of police structure I'm like this is very interesting but it, like see with monsters inc um it's very interesting because the like cda and everything make sense for the plot of this movie whereas something like coco it's kind of a weird inclusion <laughs> But yeah, no, it's uh, it's cool. I love I love the world building. But, no, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah, though. like later Pixar especially gets gets very much like into that kind of typical animated kids thing. I, I don't like the when, world building when, in per, at all. when presenting something. You've got to like I don't know. They just very like it's it's there's it's no very subtlety. sloppy in yeah. your face world building for a lot of them. Even even stuff like Coco, which I think is a fantastic. No, movie. I was about to say Coco is one of the better ones. I think Onward is like te- a terrible. Onward has some of the worst. <laughs> I think we did, didn't we do an episode on? We did. Uh, yeah, we did yeah. an episode on. Yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> the but, world um, building is just really yeah, it's weird, just sloppy, and yeah, in it's... your face, and feels cheap. <laughs> it does feel um, cheap, and it's a shame because uh, it's a pretty good movie. And see, and I don't think all Pixar, like later Pixar movies, world building feels cheap inherently. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of that thing with like, I'm trying to think of a good example <laughs> of like when you know what Pixar movies should be to a point that like, because you know Pixar movies have uh, to this point have like such a big reputation yeah, they and do. such a like a, a structure <laughs> that so many Pixar like later Pixar movies run into this thing where they just feel like they're trying to beat Pixar movies mm-hmm. and it makes for a lot of cheap world building a lot of cheap feeling stuff well, yeah. even if even if the quality is still there I was about to say it's a new generation of directors and writers and everything so they're trying to emulate a lot of the classic Pixar stuff which I don't know it it always wields or yields, I should say. Wields. Weird results. Yeah, I was about to say. It, it, it does not make for a bad movie, yeah, not but sometimes bad. it makes for a weird vibe while you're watching. Exactly. Movie. But yeah, the, I, I just w- I want to praise just how natural and fun the world is for Monsters, Inc. Because that's, oh, yeah. that's something I've always appreciated about this movie. Even when I was young, I was like, ah, it's Monsters, Inc. Like, well, it's so again, cool. when you're young, it doesn't make you think about it Yeah, at exactly. All. You're just like, that's the monster world. Exactly. It does such an effective job at presenting everything in a believable way. Um, yeah, no, it all feels so, it feels so natural. And the way the, the way everything's shot is so classical. It feels, I don't know, it, it lends to a very naturalistic feeling movie, which I very and, much like. And again, it's really impressive that they pull off like a like a corporation conspiracy <laughs> movie for kids. I think that's really um, fun, yeah. And the way they go about it by limiting it to like five people of the movie, <laughs> yeah. even though it's this massive factory that powers the entire monster world. <laughs> Right, and they they always give you enough time with each character. Like you, you, I get just enough of water noose that I'm like, yeah, he's fun, like he's cool. Randall isn't there like too much, you know? Yeah, that's what, that's it's what a I'm saying. Very tastefully it's, it's, written. Movie. It's very well balanced between yeah. again, like literally, like Mike, <laughs> Sully, Boo, Celia, Randall, whatever his water assistant is, or, and yeah. water noose. Oh, right, what is his name? Um. It was right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> there, are, there are off characters here and there, but like those, like like even his assistant doesn't really matter yeah. that much. But he's just there more. <laughs> um, but like 
like those are it that's the players and it yeah. takes this pretty like big idea story like oh mm-hmm. my gosh they're lying about right. humans being dangerous the energy crisis there's <laughs> i was about to say there's the energy crisis the there's big so- lie about like children being toxic and dangerous then you have like the corporate conspiracy to kidnap all the children <laughs> right like there's so much going on there and they do it in such an effective efficient way with yeah. like simplified down to just its core in a way that makes it very watchable for kids and really really enjoyable i'm i'm still a little surprised at how natural the twist is like where it doesn't feel like cheap like you're not like oh what what are they talking about what do you mean there's a corporate conspiracy like that's that's interesting too because they because it's not even on screen that much yeah there's not a whole lot of like um you know, like, build to it. Like, mm-hmm. it's not one of those twists that, like, oh, look, there's a whoa, little hint whoa, that Water whoa. Noose is kidnapping <laughs> children. Right. I mean, this is the first child they're attempting to kidnap. Yeah. So, it's, so I feel like it does a good job of building its twist by by putting you so much into the shoes of Mike and Sully mm-hmm. that, and, and, like, having the conspiracy be so little along, like, like it's just Yeah, I was about to say, it's in. right at the beginning, really. Yeah. Um, or at least at like the launch of it that like you you are kind of just in the shoes of them being like like discovering this to where it never really is like oh here is this thrown off um out of nowhere like the the discovery of this conspiracy going all the way to water noose is like the core of the movie essentially almost even not the emotional yeah. core but like it's built around <laughs> yeah the, the dramatic core of the, the dramatic core of the movie yeah no it's really interesting because they I, I i've always loved randall in this movie because they give you like such a shallow motivation for him at the beginning you're like that can't be it and it, it leaves you guessing like what on earth could he be doing besides but like the, trying well, to boost his numbers but like time. literally like he doesn't have like he's gonna revolution <laughs> the revolutionized scream that's about it but yeah no it's, he's such a funny villain he's such a funny villain i love him <laughs> <laughs> I love too. It always it always makes me laugh when he does the uh, when he does the arm thing Dude. for the clock arrows pointing up. That he could have just pointed the one arm down without hurting him, but he takes it and twists it around the other one. The physicality of Randall is so much fun. Well, like I said too, with Randall, and I think it's really impressive because um, Sully could beat Randall in a fight ten to one. He could literally day, just bro. like smush him. <laughs> right. Randall is a lizard. Sully is like uh, this huge bear. He's thing. like he's like a bear. It's wild. <laughs> um, and uh, they do a really good job somehow of balancing in the movie to have Randall be such an intimidating threat. He, to feels, them. he feels like he could kill one of them, dude. Like, right? Like, well, I mean, on? technically, like, he, he I, like, like, honestly, even when I was a kid, I feel like, oh man, he could just, like, kill Mike when he's strapped to that chair. He very nearly kills both Mike and Sully, like, four or five times like, in this movie. Like, it's kind of crazy how big of, like, a threat he is, despite yeah. his physicality like his physical disadvantage compared to sully and Again, they have him they have him mainly interact yeah. with mike towards the beginning mm-hmm. to have that and then later on they have him interact with sully in such high stakes things mm-hmm. that like it, i don't know it's very it's very cool how they balanced his character because he could be an easy character to be like wow really yeah. why doesn't sully just like grab him oh yeah but yeah no i i think um the way they shoot all of the more um like quote scary scenes in this are really great too like all the after hours stuff i don't know (laughs) i always i always go on about like after hours movies because i don't know i don't know why i like it so much i think this movie was probably the genesis of it no there's really really great but like the atmosphere tangible once the factory factory closes, closes oh my goodness it's so good 
but like the way they shoot all of Randall's stuff makes him feel that much more powerful. Like they, yeah, like he kind of takes on the role of the camera sometimes, which yeah. is very interesting. I was about to say because when when you're af- when you're after hours in the building, you have no guiding exactly. force. Um, and everything, the way they shoot it, everything feels very, like, exactly how it feels when you're in someplace after hours <laughs> when you're it. not supposed to be. The only um, other movie I've found that makes me feel like this is The Fits, which is also <laughs> very good. <laughs> um, and then, like, uh, like, and Randall kind of wields that not-supposed-to-be-here energy, mm-hmm. like, extremely <laughs> he's got, hard. He's got that energy. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it's... Oh, man, I love this movie. It's so good. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good question. Good um, question. <laughs> what is your favorite scene or sequence? That's a that's a good classic. Mm, that's a toughie. There's a lot of really good. I just said that's a toughie. That's a toughie. <laughs> that's a toughie. <laughs> uh, what the heck? <laughs> with this being like one of like my all time favorite movies, it's kind of hard to pick one like one scene is like my definitive favorite yeah but also this is yet again like there there are certain movies where i ask that question where i'm like yeah there are scenes this yeah. is another one of those movies that's pretty short and pl- pretty like it's a very breezy it movie. blends into each yeah. other like each scene is it's one of those movies that's so plot driven that like and it's essentially a thriller. I said, it like, no, like, it is. It's a corporate thriller so, comedy. So like <laughs> you're going from like one scene to the next with great urgency. Yeah, no, it has, it has such a great momentum. It, it never, never boring. I love it. Um, but for, for a favorite scene, it's yeah. so difficult to choose. Yeah, that's hard to pick. Um, I want to say almost like the introduction that would be there's so many good in, like elements about it which not necessarily the cold open i don't know if i would necessarily say the cold open dude that cold open we were talking about this when i was younger that cold open used to freak me <laughs> the cold out every single time to no even end. though even though i always knew that it was literally going to end in a joke <laughs> that was like that was the scariest movie i'd ever seen was monsters inc anytime the like you would get to the end of the credits i loved the credits i love how jazzy they are. I love the dude the, that like, door fun. opened and I was like oh dude, crap <laughs> the, the blue door would open and you would go through it and you're like oh man we're <laughs> it's about to get real <laughs> which again I like like I had seen the movie so many times I knew that it was going to lead to literally him failing and it being right. a joke which like I don't know why it scared me so much every time anyway yeah but i i don't know i would probably say the introduction of mike and sully is like so much fun and it's yeah. really funny and like it sets up their dynamics no, the, so well. the pacing the world building yeah. the dynamics they're all like at their sharpest probably in like the first 20 minutes Not because they're because they're introducing so much you get the um <laughs> mike wazowski being covered up by stuff gag right introduced and, in and, that. You get the, and you get the and i used to love this that used to be my favorite <laughs> bit growing up and i still really love it but the uh the alarm clock radio thing yeah being mike, oh i my love goodness. that <laughs> that's such a good way to set up their dynamic <sighs> i love uh, it and monster you know we should we should talk about Monsters University one of these days because that the one thing that movie does really well is um, 
their dynamic like growing more yeah, naturally. No, I mean, but you can't go wrong with John Goodman and Billy <laughs> right? Crystal. I was about to say they have such they have they such have a good dynamic, such it's good crazy. chemistry. It's crazy. It's uh, it's out of this world. And I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it's John Goodman and Billy Crystal. Right. So what are you gonna do? But uh, yeah, no, I'd probably I'd probably pick like solely getting up and their the whole training montage and no, I definitely I definitely think that's one of the best parts of the yeah. entire movie. Um. <laughs> I also really like the big action, like climax thing through all the doors and it's everything. Got, uh, that's such an inventive set piece for it for like a kids movie. What's going on? Like that. That's such it's, a. Fun... It's Robbie's introduction to why he loves Inception. I love. <laughs> we're drawing. We're drawing it back to all of my favorite movies. Apparently, Monsters Inc. was like the most formative <laughs> thing for my taste ever. But yeah, like the way they mess with the physics of it, like the stakes, they they make it feel like they're just gonna fall off the doors at any moment dude, dude. no they, it's, it's it's such an impressive thing and it's such a cool set piece build to it's the factory cool uh, we've piece. grown and grown to get to like the entire big thing with all of the doors yeah. it's such a good progression of the world and like the stakes it's a really um, i just realized how brilliant it is because the entire movie you never see where the doors come from yeah. so and you you see how massive the factory is from the outside yeah that big that big <laughs> that reveal is so cool. that's not the scare floor yes yeah. Um, and not only that, but the camera always kind of, and again, it's part of the atmosphere, but the camera yeah. always feels like it lingers on every like factory movement. Mm-hmm. And one of the movements is always like where those doors come from. I was from. about to say, you just see them come like float out of this mysterious tunnel. It's, ah, man. And no, that there's reveal, so, there's so much like good the atmosphere. Right okay. I'll talk about this real quick. Um, <laughs> the, the show, um, the that show. came out. Oh, oh monsters at work. Yeah. Uh, the, one of the things I kind of hate about that show <laughs> Because it's not, like, aggressively awful. No, I don't think it's, it's very fine. good. But one of the things I hate about that show is the factory is just dead. It has. It doesn't have nearly the amount of personality that it does there, in the There's movie. no personality for the factory. Yeah. Um, and they have, which is interesting, because, like, it's supposed to be, like, a workplace comedy. They show you more of, like, the people yeah. doing their jobs More the behind-the-scenes the stuff, yeah. But yet the factory itself does not have any personality like it doesn't yes every movement of this of the factory makes it feel like this big mysterious like entity i love the sound design for the factory like the sound of the door light coming on the like yeah like all the different sounds of the factory the the and like the i love like the constant hissing and humming and like clicking like like honestly it's so cool the 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 factory (laughs) gives you the vibe while you're in the factory especially after hours gives you the vibe that you're almost like inside this giant beast mm-hmm. like like every every room and every tunnel even so cool even though like yossi <laughs> and his the tunnel yossi and his review actually mentioned that he didn't like that they ended up having to repeat a lot of boring locations hmm. throughout due to budget um interesting and i was like that's an interesting like, thing like because because the they do yeah. end up running through a lot of like samey looking <laughs> you have like the hallways. scare floor and the little like corporate office yeah hallway. the office hallways they run through so many you got the, the lobby that's about it <laughs> but like i feel like that adds to like the, the almost le- le- labyrinthian feeling i mm-hmm. get from the factory like everything looks like it's just the same but exactly how you'd expect a corporate factory to look while right. being this massive each like like moving breathing factory i love it man with secret passages and 
I, I don't know. It's very cool to me. That's honestly probably the thing I like about, like, overall, besides Mike and Sully, the thing I like about the movie the most. Oh, yeah. Like, the characters are it's fantastic, so but the factory pretty much is a character. I would I would pay good money to just walk around in Monsters Incorporated. I would, too. Like, a that's real, part of the reason. World Monsters I was going to say, that's part of the reason I love the scare floor at um, Disney World. Or, yeah, Disney World. I was going to say Disneyland for some nope. reason. Disney World Magic Kingdom. Yeah, that's part of the reason I love the scare floor so much is because like the world of monsters inc is so like fully realized and fleshed out and like it's it's so atmospheric i love i love just like sitting in it right it's great. which is a shame because literally the last two times we've gone to the magic kingdom <sighs> was, it's been closed i was ready to throw hands by we, okay and we went with my girlfriend to it and she hadn't been to disney and like said she was like five and i we were hyping up the laugh, the floor. laugh floor we were hyping it up yeah. we were like the laugh floor and when we were in magic kingdom <laughs> and we got there and it was closed we were like darn and then we kept watching and we kept checking all day and it never <laughs> opened up all day it's a shame i think it was under uh renovations if i'm remembering well, no correctly. it wasn't because it was it wouldn't it would have just been like closed closed or it no i'm thinking of, of i'm thinking of the lilo and stitch uh like stitch yeah. thing the experience. it popped up at the beginning <laughs> of the day that it would be open and that yeah. was one of the first things we went to because we go we, no, we go the around first the, thing we went to. Yeah, i was about to say we go around the loop starting <laughs> yeah. in uh tomorrowland yeah um, best maybe best section of I don't the park know. I maybe. don't know I love I love Frontierland and Frontierland whichever oh. whichever part of the park has haunted mansion that's the best one dude that's the US that's the US it's like Frontierland uh, the, the I think that's Frontierland on Liberty Square Liberty Square yeah yeah no which you're right which is lame lame but it has the best Disney ride like ever so and I want to go back to Disney so bad <laughs> Disney is so much fun you guys don't even know <laughs> What if, what if they do know? No, God. you don't even know. Even if you know, <laughs> even if you've been to Disney, you don't even know. Disney, wow. Disney is like being in, in Monsters, Sink. <laughs> the, atm- the atmosphere of being Michael in walks Disney into park. Michael walks into the Disney parks. He's like, my life a movie for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, atmosphere. But yeah, but, uh, Monsters, yeah. Inc. Monsters, very Inc. good movie. I, I. You know, you you said the Inception thing, and now it's all Robbie, over. Think about it. They go it's through a bunch over. of a bunch of different uh, like different <laughs> levels of stuff and different through different doors, and like there's a climax thing and a snowstorm on a snowy oh mountain. Oh my goodness! Oh it's my just goodness! Inception. Uh, speaking of which, though, Robbie, what do you think about all of the Himalayas stuff? I really love the Himalaya stuff, which is, I don't know, it seems surprising because it seems on paper like something I would hate, like the arbitrary, like, end of the second act breakup before the Yeah, because it's resolution. very much like, here is the end of yeah. the second act. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I love how clearly, like, split into acts this movie is. <laughs> here is, the, Boo is the inciting incident. I was about to say, Boo inciting incident, then you got their banishment as, like, the hour of darkness or whatever. Um, and, then, and then you got a very clear, like, action, like, set piece to... No, there's, there's so it's a very clearly structured movie. But um, again, a lot of the early Pixar movies were very like bare bones structured. Yeah, but like somehow worked better than I was most about to say. Pixar they thrive in their simplicity. It's great. Um, but yeah, no, I like the Himalaya stuff. I think the character like beats hit surprisingly better. Like it, especially this time around, where I was expecting it to be like not as good as I remembered it being. But like I don't know the the tension between Mike and Sully is actually like really good here. I like it a lot. No, see, see, 
I like I like the Mike and Sully stuff in this. Yeah. Growing up, the Himalayas section was always my least favorite part of the whole <laughs> Mike movie. Mike is like, ah, oh, darn, we're getting um, to the Himalaya. <laughs> just because I really didn't like the location at all, and I wanted them to just get back to the factory, and I knew that they always <laughs> were going to just get back to the factory, so it felt kind of arbitrary to young me who didn't care about the emotional stakes. <laughs> um so I was a little bit worried about that watching this again, but I was I was pleasantly surprised with how little amount of time in a good yeah, way that it's they like, spent. It's like one or two they scenes really. They don't like they don't mess around. They stick yeah. to they stick to keeping with like the emotional core and their relationship and everything and having like that heart to heart and then they're just they figured it out. They go. Yeah, exactly. No, I I've always admired how um like I said, I, it, it's a very swift movie it's a very it's a very um that swift isn't the right word that's too light it, it presses forward with a great like intentionality which i've always liked yeah i was about to say like sully leaves mike and you're like oh my gosh yeah sully right just left mike like oh, dang in the himalayas um but and dude. then when mike ends up coming to the factory too and he's got his little it's heart so to heart Right at the same time that they introduced the like the uh, waterness reveal and all like well I mean like they did that before but I'm saying like yeah. fully bad guy waterness mm-hmm. with the machine and everything it's and, great like then Mike comes back and Randall's choking him out it's it's, it's the pacing it of doesn't those waste any time man make it work really well Absolutely. and and a plot point that I normally like especially <laughs> child me would not like I thought about that while we were watching it this past time I was like Micah's probably hating this right now. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think I, I think it's handled especially. I don't know well. why, but I just don't like conflict like that in movies. <laughs> but it, again, it, it handles it really well because these friend, like the friendship, is really believable, mm-hmm. um, and the way they go about building that, like, <laughs> like that hurt that Mike has, oh, is yeah. very real. Even though I love it, man, um, and like they they resolve it in a very <laughs> l- lifetime friend kind of way. Yeah, <sighs> it's so good. I th- this movie just rocks. I think definitively. <laughs> No, yeah, it's it's very impressive. It's very cool. Yeah, like I said, I'm, there are some things I'm not a big fan of. Okay, though. all right, let's let's let's, let's talk let's over talk the stuff we don't Let's like. talk yeah. critically. Yeah, um, and it's kind of difficult because I've never really been able to to place some of the things that I don't like about it, and I was really trying to this time, like searching like, for like searching for problems. specific reasons that yeah. I don't like some of the way things play out, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of the the specific reasons are just like things not fully working for me. like things i think they would i wish they would have given a little bit more time like to. they work on paper like, but like not... a little bit more to randall and water noose and like a little bit more to progressing the plot. i know they're not like emotionally yeah. as important but it always kind of bothers me how like how this movie like even though i love the climax just how this movie completely wraps up it feels <laughs> it's so too neat no, I just I, like I don't know. Like, okay, what do you, you said? You you kind of figured out some more. I I still couldn't like put to put to paper what it was exactly that didn't fully work for me. Did you did you? Because you said you um, you said you had found some things with it. Honestly, I think a lot of the way it breaks into its second act is really sloppy to me. I don't know, like. Boo arrives, and then you have the Harryhausen scene, which has good stuff, but that's always been my least favorite scene in the movie. Um, Harryhausen? Like, there's, there's like, really funny, like, gags, and I love the little, like, newsreel thing afterwards. Like, that's fun, but that section of the movie has always kind of been bothersome to me, and I don't know why. I think it's just not as... It doesn't feel as smart as the rest of it. Like, it's very blunt, and it's very... 
I, I don't want to say like rushed, but there's just not enough time to breathe, really. Yeah, like, and, and I think that's kind of what I was saying, like, like yeah. what how I feel with some of like the conflict stuff with Randall yeah. and um, Water Noose. I wish there was a little bit like more time with mm-hmm. stuff a little bit more time to breathe because on paper yeah. like the actual motions that they go through i think are fantastic absolutely but at the same time i always get this feeling of like that's not a perfect movie like that doesn't hit everything like it should fully yeah that's um, fair and actually the main thing i was going to bring up is like the reason it didn't i didn't jive with it as much on this viewing is i think honestly it's because the atmosphere is so good that I wanted to sit with it a little more. Like I wish some of the some of the shots were just like a couple seconds longer or something, you know, just yeah. giving this movie a little more time to breathe, not only between like shots but in between like some of its sequences. Yeah, I was about to say cuz really nice. it's cuz it's lightning pacing is part of what makes the bare, the bare bones structure work say, yeah. so well. But it could have had a little bit more padding to the structure and a little bit more time to breathe in it. I don't time. think I don't think they should have added or cut any scenes in this. No. I think they should have just lengthened or shortened some of them. Is honestly yeah. would be my biggest even, criticism of it. Even some I don't know. Like, there's still something that, at its core, bothers me about Randall and Waternoose. I want, Why? I want something more. They need <laughs> you want like, something other than just need, them being greedy. No, no. They need like one more scene. Ah, like they need a little bit more, and I, I would be satisfied with with their characterization and climax. Yeah. That, um, I almost wish we saw them like together at least once, because I think they're almost completely separate for the entire movie. Until save, the end. save for Invisible Randall opening the door when they get pushed out. I yeah. don't think we see a single scene. With I wish them it, I wish it felt more like a conspiracy, you know? Yeah, like I wish there was instead a of bit... just like Waternoose hired Randall to do right. This. Waternoose was like Randall make this machine, and he was like, okay, okay. <laughs> Um, yeah, like, like again, I wish mm-hmm. there was, like, a little bit more, like, plotting and conniving from Waternoose and I could Randall. see that, for sure. Um, again, I mentioned that it's so early on the, in the conspiracy that it helps them, and yeah. you'd have to change some things to have it any differently, would, yeah. because, like, again, part of what makes it work so well for being as simple as it is is that they just kind of stumble upon the conspiracy while it's at its very beginning. I love how I love um, how natural that reveal is, which it's it makes so for good. a very natural <laughs> reveal. But like they could have they could have had something a little bit more, I think, for yeah, actual. Like, that's fair figuring out stuff instead of just being like oh i guess water noose would kidnap a thousand children before he let this company down that, that line goes so hard as that is one of the most iconic lines well, and, and again for it feeling a little rushed i think too again yeah. that that scene works really well for a reveal mm-hmm. but at the same time like it's kind of mind-boggling how mike ran all the way around with the cda and convinced them to sit down in this room instead of tackling him and like arresting him he convinced them to run specifically around to the viewing room for the simulation room and like sit and be quiet while uh while he confessed essentially it's funny i don't know you like again there are just tiny tiny yeah, bits i could see nothing that. major nothing big enough that again i feeling like they needed to like fully cut or add mm-hmm. scenes um but tiny little things that feel a little too rushed or like we like a little just, too neat. Just like we don't get enough there. Yeah. Um, that's fair. 
yeah. makes it to just not quite be there, but still a fantastic movie. I mean, obviously, I, that's why I, I don't think it is like quote the greatest Pixar movie because obviously Ratatouille. I was about to say obviously something like Ratatouille exists. Ratatouille um, I, is just brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It's stone cold. It's very tight. I've just never connected to Ratatouille the same way that I have with something like Monsters Inc. Ooh. So boom, I guess Ooh. is that a Monsters Inc. reference? No. <laughs> Darn. And see, I think, again, me never <laughs> connecting to Boo is another kind of yeah. thing for that. I was about to say, I think it's a really fun, like, I don't want to say, like, ode to parenthood, because that sounds dumb. But <laughs> well, well, And again, and it's not that I think, like, Boo doesn't work. Obviously, mm-hmm. Boo works. They yeah. do a good job with Boo. She's a fine character, but I never get anything emotionally by the end. Which is a Boo. shame. I don't know. It's such a, it can be such a rewarding movie to watch. See, and, like, I, and I think maybe character. that's another thing, too, because I didn't think about bringing that back up. But, like, I never really get... I understand it. Like, emotionally <laughs> on paper, I understand Sully's relationship with Boo being yeah. as emotional as it is. But especially growing up, I was always like, "He's not, his, Boo isn't his kid. Like, <laughs> move on. Grow up. Get a life, Sully. Dang, like, I used bro. to. I don't know. I used to just be, like, that's what I used to think. So heartless. I don't know. I'm not very, like, emotional when it comes to kids. Micah doesn't like the found family trope. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> I like it when it's, like, the entire movie but like for this i was like come on it's just a kid dang bro you know it it, it completely shifts sully because sully is like completely a corporate shill at the start of this movie (laughs) a corporate shill. no he is it it takes it takes time to establish that he is like he's the the face of the corporation (laughs) exactly yeah i was about to say him and waternoose have like this completely like corporate feeling relationship and it works great for like sully's progression as a character why would he betray the company the company oh my goodness (laughs) it's so good i love this movie so much (laughs) oh but yeah no i just uh, like that was that was me as a kid i like i said i understand the emotional like core of this movie with boo um, but like the bed scene and everything, I'm never that oh. sad. I'm never oh. like, I'm never like, darn, I wish we could spend more time with Boo. Do, well, do you, do you at least like Mike and Sully's resolution with that? Where yeah. like, I think that's a really sweet ending no, to I their think, story. I think it's really sweet and I yeah. think it's awesome. That, but again, I always think that, I always think that Boo is a great, um, tool for their relationship mm-hmm. progression. Yeah. But not really that interesting of like, <laughs> I don't really care about Boo. Dang. <laughs> I don't know she's she's given some characterization here and i don't know i think her antics work pretty well like i'm, I'm never like annoyed by her presence i'm never inherently annoyed but sometimes i'm like come on move along <laughs> time to get things moving get back to the fun buddy work i was about to say comedy. but like, luckily the comedy is good enough always yeah. that it doesn't really make for too much of a problem because even in like the scene like in the locker room with boo <laughs> would be kind of boring but like john goodman is being I was hilarious about to say, it's so funny i love that scene <laughs> he lost it i didn't lose it. Oh, uh, man. honestly mike and boo might be the funniest dynamic here which is saying something <laughs> But yeah, like I, I think, I think that's that's Monsters yeah, Inc. Yeah, it, it works extremely well. It's got a very tight screenplay with a very, very solid atmosphere, very bare bones structure with great pacing, absolutely hilarious comedy that <laughs> so carry, that carries you through most of its kind yeah. of. Eh, moments. It's a very breezy though, watch. Which yeah, I it's, like. it's breezy. It's low stakes, but really like 
satisfying. Mm-hmm. It's it's so much fun to be in Monsters Incorporated. Exactly. So like great movie i don't know if you guys know about this but there's this thing on hbo that uh studio ghibli released it's a um nature like ambience loop where it does all the ambient (laughs) shots from a lot of their movies um and it loops it for like an hour i would i would i would pay good money to see something like that for monsters inc where it's just like different sections of the factory behind the scenes like maybe a person walking through just the factory breathing i was about to say just like behind the scenes at the factory you do like six different locations in the factory and just let it sit there you wouldn't want it you wouldn't want any music review it would just have to be factory atmosphere oh yeah no exactly it would that would be so good. <laughs> would, we need we need David Lynch to get on that. <laughs> Ravi, do you think David Lynch needs to make another like because uh, like like cause you could, you could say a racer head is kind of very it's like, a factory movie. Like it's it a is. factory movie, but like I won't like. Do you think David Lynch should make a movie like in a factory fully? Oh yeah, I mean we kind of got that with Twin Peaks to an extent, but you know not really. You know, it's not the same. It's, it's, it's not like, the same. There's a fine line between Twin Peaks just having a logging thing <laughs> where they don't spend much time in and like a racer head feeling very like I mean you know, it's a very industrial industrial, movie, yeah. yeah. So we need something in between those two, an actual factory location and the very industrial vibe of a racer head. I like it. Why why are we talking about David Lynch on this Pixar movie? Episode? David Lynch make an, make the next Pixar movie, David Lynch. I would I, I would go out to the theater day one. I would be there. Oh, uh. But yeah, um, that is that is Monsters Incorporated. You should go watch it. You, you should can, go watch you it. You can watch the prequel if you want. It's pretty good. The prequel good. is... Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah, we could, yeah, it's got problems. We should do an episode on go, it go, go watch my Pixar ranked video on my YouTube channel. <laughs> I talk about it. And uh, also go watch Inception. It's a great movie. <laughs> also, um, I need to find a compilation of all of the like news broadcasts and fun like video stuff that they produced for the in-universe TV for Monsters, Inc. Because that stuff is so funny. <laughs> Uh, the commercial is good, too. It's so for... good. The, the promo for Monsters, Inc., yeah. it's so good. Um, but yeah, that that is Monsters Inc. And now we're gonna go over some of the other stuff we watched. Whoa! Okay, so for those of you who never made this far in the podcast or are new to the podcast, we do this little thing at the end called "What We Watch" segment. But we got a really long one because we took a week <laughs> off and we've been watching a lot of new movies, so we're gonna try and go fast. But we give brief thoughts and brief ratings, and we we be brief, be brief, Rappy. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, we're starting on October thirty first after our Scream three episode, uh, and on October thirty first, Halloween, if you will, we went and <laughs> yes. watched Spirited Away in theaters. We did. Um, um, I one of my favorite films. It's uh, not a very Halloween movie. Not but a very Halloween movie. I, I I argued that it had a witch in it, so it counts. The, but this thing is like absolutely mind blowing in theaters. If oh you ha- if you didn't have the opportunity to catch this in theaters when it came out, which actually I was not born yet. Which actually, it came out the same year as Monsters Inc. Believe it or not, I believe it. Oh. Two, oh my goodness two great movies <laughs> my goodness but uh please try and go catch this in theater i think you have probably missed it though because there yeah. is its anniversary thing but like um, I, it really helped me like sit 
it, it helped me digest a lot of the like sound and uh, smaller moments. Yeah, I was about to say what's um, crazy in, is the thing the that theater. stood out in theaters the most was probably the music and sound oh design to me, the which is design. which is interesting. I love it. Uh, but I gave it a four and a half. I love Spirited Away. I mean, it's Spirited Away. I loved so. being able to finally see like all of the characters' expressions fully, like on a bigger screen. It's so good. Or but yeah, like I can't see the I pictures see too the small dang. on my forty thousand inch TV. <laughs> It hits different in theaters. I'm just saying. I gave it a uh, five out of five. Like obviously. <laughs> uh, then on the first, uh, we watched. Well, technically, still on Halloween. Yeah, when late, we got late back on home, Halloween. It was just yeah. late. We watched Halloween for the Halloween, first time. John, John Carpenter, Carpenter, baby. Um, <laughs> we had never seen it before. It's obviously a horror classic. Yeah. Um, I think it's really funny because so many of the elements of it again are to that point where it feels almost like parody because it's been parodied. I was so about much. to say Psycho kind of feels that way. This is kind of the same thing where it's just been done so much that it almost feels like a parody. Uh, but this was super effective and really fun and surprisingly for how goofy it is stays like pretty interesting and gripping. Yeah, I was about to say it has, it's very um, uneasy like throughout, which is very nice. Yeah, I, I, like love, it. I love how dark it is like filmmaking wise. Oh yeah. Um, um, and how well the lighting works. Um, not Carpenter's best. I think that still belongs to the thing. Yeah, and no, probably always will. <laughs> um, um, but it is very, very good. Um, I gave a, it. It's a fun Halloween watch. Yeah, I was about to say it was a great one to watch for the first time on Halloween. I gave it a four and a half. I also gave it a four and a half. I've recently bumped it to a five, though. I think <laughs> I think it's very good. <laughs> uh, then we watched It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Uh, yeah. I didn't rate it, but we watched that also on Halloween. It. It's so weird um, seeing the like 4K scans of the Charlie Brown they specials. They look so good. They though. look crisp. And I think, and I think, and I, and I will claim this always. I think It's a Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown is probably the best looking of any Charlie Brown short. Mm. Yeah, I'd probably agree. It's not the best, but it is definitely the no, best no, looking. No, it's not the best, but it's the best looking. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then on the first, we watched the double feature of The Addams Family and Addams Family Values. Heck yeah, man. Uh, for the first time for both of them. <laughs> I love Barry Sonnenfeld. He's such a good, he's such um, a good director. <laughs> I really liked The Addams Family. I, I didn't really know what to expect because nothing, nothing I've ever really seen has gotten me that interested in Addams Family. Like, I've never been that thrilled with anything i've seen from them yeah uh but this has some really really creative and funny bits um <laughs> gomez and morticia are, are really just they're what make this movie work for me they're so much fun to watch yeah um and the world they, they just do a good job of building around everything i'm surprised at how well uh christopher lloyd works here i thought right. I, I thought he was really he gonna was, annoy he me. was gonna be i thought he was gonna be super annoying <laughs> and somehow his performance works he, and he like you're work. like and you're like oh my gosh i want him to be part of this family right now i'm surprised at how compelling the adams family is it's a great movie right i gave it a four <laughs> out of five i thought it was surprisingly really good um i this is another one that i gave four and a half but i actually bumped it to a five afterwards <laughs> um, uh, it's fantastic. Adam's Family Values, uh, I don't think, was nearly as good. It's I think not. it's kind of muddled. It doesn't know what it wants to be as a story that much. No, um, it's not nearly as um, compelling from a character perspective, which is part of what made the first one gel to such an extreme degree, you know? 
But, yeah, uh, it's is, very is, funny. Is it Joanne or Joan? I never know. Oh, Joan Cusack? Joan Cusack. Cusack? I see, because yes. Joanne and Joan are effectively spelled the same way. Well, usually Joanne has like two N's, I think. But anyway, Joan Cusack <laughs> is amazing in this. She is really I fun. really love her in this. <laughs> this is the best role I've seen her um, in, honestly. She's so much fun. But she's like the most fun thing happening in this one, unfortunately. I like, I like a lot of the comedic ideas that they introduce in this one, but it never really comes together the way the first one does. Yeah. Which is a shame i give it a three and a half um i gave it a four solid but not like fantastic you uh, know. then on the third um i watched uh, bong joon ho's memories of murder crazy um, for the first time uh fantastic movie probably the best crime thriller i've ever seen <laughs> um very similar to zodiac in a lot of thematic ways but it kind of it kind of even though i rated them both five out of five it kind of tops zodiac it's <laughs> it's amazing i mean i i um, i imagine a bong joon ho crime thriller would probably be better than a david fincher crime <laughs> as bad as that's just so good thematically and it looks amazing and the performances are outstanding and like it's just so much fun to be in yeah great movie fantastic movie well while you were watching that i was watching uh, a film called censor which was a i think a hulu original i want to say i don't know um it was released on hulu it's been there um ever since i think so wow but it's called censor 2021 release it's a thriller about a uh, film censor in britain um it was fun i liked a lot of the ideas more so than the actual like movie itself i liked the aesthetics a lot too um but it just it feels very tired in the in the landscape of horror today it it it's about take a wild guess my kind of trauma <laughs> whoa <laughs> um but yeah it was fun i liked it um just didn't love it like i hoped i would um i gave it a 3 out of 5 uh and then the next morning i woke up <laughs> Actually, I was dragged out of bed on my day off, and they're like, we got it. We were waiting to watch this movie with you, and it turned out to be a movie I didn't even want to watch. Shame. Uh, so I was kind of disappointed, and then it turned out to be a bad movie. It wasn't bad. Uh, it is watched, not a bad movie. We watched movie. the 2013 Carrie. Uh, we which, did watch which the is, Carrie remake. Which is a bad movie. It is not a bad movie. It is a... Very boring, very bland, it's very a rather played out, lifeless version movie. of the story, Carrie. <laughs> yeah, it's a rather bland movie, but I don't I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's bad. Again, the most interesting thing going on here is a sex offender, so I don't really Yikes. know how I feel about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a weird movie. I really want to see the De Palma version so I can have a little more context for this, or maybe even just read the Stephen King book it's based on. Um, but I, I know I liked some of the cast. I liked some of the, um, visual effects. Chloe Mortez never really like sells me and, and almost yeah. any role I've seen her in. She's good in some things good like in Hugo. Hugo yeah. yeah. But um, she just does not like nothing about Carrie as a character <laughs> is sold to me in this. I was about to say, it feels like a miscast, honestly, because I do like her, but she doesn't really even, seem like a good fit for this role. Even the mother stuff. No, doesn't, doesn't fit. that's the worst part like of just, this movie. Like the core of what makes Carrie progress as Carrie does not work in this movie. Yeah. They're not. They don't feel honestly that aggressively mean to her, save for like one scene at the school. And it seems to be just one girl who is clearly like <laughs> losing it. At who how has crazy like a bandana. Yeah. It's not like the whole school making fun of her. She seems pretty popular. Um, like, not like popular, but she seems like pretty like not hated. She's not yeah. popular, obviously, but people leave her alone most of the time. Yeah, right? I was about to say, there's not, like, people endlessly mocking her. Um. <laughs> but, yeah, no, Carrie 2013 is not 
uh, really all that good, but it's not. I, I would argue it's not all that bad either. I gave it a two and a half. I still had fun. I, I like the gore. It was fun, um, but <laughs> I gave it a three. I thought it was all right. Uh, then later that day, we rewatched Over the Garden Wall. Over the Garden Wall. We watched through the whole thing, and Over the Garden Wall is a masterpiece as always. And I just I love it so much. You and should go listen to the episode we did. About I love it. I love being able to sit down and watch <laughs> the whole thing too. Oh yeah, no, it's great. I love watching the whole thing at once. <sighs> it's great it's it's just uh, so i gave it i gave it a five out of five if you can imagine it's a masterpiece it really is um and then on nope, the on the fifth oh on the fifth. I, you did, I watched something on the fifth. you watched something before uh, i did whoa <laughs> uh on the fifth i watched good time my first uh feature length film from the safety brothers indeed um I was, I'd been really interested in this for a long time from the stuff that I had seen from it, and I'm a huge uh, Pattinson fan and Benny Safdie fan. Um, <laughs> Benny Safdie always kills it, man. He's such a good actor. <laughs> and this movie is crazy because I absolutely love what it's trying to do, and it looks amazing, and the performances are outstanding, and the emotional core is brutally good. Um, but it just doesn't feel like it fully pulls everything together like it should. Like some of the elements just feel disconnected in a way that pulls you out of it, and then which is sad because like yeah, it's a shame. The craft is outstanding, and literally, I think Robert Pattinson's performance in this and Benny Safdie's performance in this are some of the best I've ever. I like seen. that he's one of the main characters. That's funny. Um, <laughs> and like, dude, like Benny Safdie's performance, like just just the, his character in the movie made made me cry like it's it's really tragic <laughs> dang okay um it's it's such a it's such a good idea such for a, a movie um <laughs> not a good time very bad time in terms of anxiety and stress but yeah there's just things that feel disconnected that make it feel not quite there which is sad and it makes me really want to watch uncut gems because i hear it's it's better <laughs> all right uh, i give it a four and a half out of five i can't wait to watch it dude it sounds like a great time honestly um, and then on the 6th of November, I watched Juno for the very first time. Um, you know, it was pretty good. It was better than I expected it to be. Which is like, you know what makes me think November? Juno. <laughs> Juno. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> um, but I, I think it's surprisingly understated, almost like... It, it, I don't want to say Napoleon Dynamite because that carries a lot of baggage with it for some people. Um, but it, it's a very nonchalant movie um, and it hits its dramatic beats surprisingly well. Like it, it's a, it's almost like a classy kind of movie, which is strange. Um, not what I expected. I really like J.K. Simmons here. Um, Elliot Page is really great here. Michael Sarah is, you know, he's he's not in it nearly as much as I thought he would be, <laughs> but he is really great for what little bit he is in it. So. <laughs> um, I, I liked it. I thought it was pretty great. I gave it a four out of five. Also on the sixth, on a technicality. Um, <laughs> why do you have it on the seventh? I don't know. We finished it on the sixth. Oh, well, uh, I guess we I'll have to change it. <laughs> we finished The Haunting of Bly Manor. We had been watching oh. it for the, like, the, the week, I guess. It, yeah, yeah it the week. It took us like a yeah. week to watch it. Um, Bly Manor, Mike maybe. Flanagan. We haven't watched Hill House yet, which technically nope. came first, but we watched Midnight Mass as our first introduction to his work <laughs> We're watching all, them so. backwards, apparently. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Bly Manor is fantastic. Oh my goodness. Um, it was really, great. It was really, really great. I love how it plays out as kind of a gothic romance. I think it balances <laughs> its characters really, really well. Mm -hmm. I think it's interesting. I think it's scary. I think it's beautiful. Yeah. 
It's a very ambitious show, more so than I thought it would be. Right. Um, like from a narrative perspective, there's a lot of like flashbacks and stories within stories and timeline stuff. And see, that and doesn't work for a lot of people. Narrative. I know a lot of people who do not like this movie with yeah. how much of its flashbacks and there's like there's like and dreamscapes and it's, you, it's a very no, in depth watch. As Mike Flanagan shows go, this is one of <laughs> this is one of the the less well regarded ones, and a mm-hmm. lot of people usually say that because they're like, it's not that scary, and most of it's just like. <laughs> flashbacks and stuff like that. I, I don't know. I and found I think it, it to wor- be really I, engaging. Yeah, I think it works yeah. really well for the kind of, again, gothic romance kind of thing they're going for. I think it's a bit long-winded. Um, yeah. Which, I mean, that's kind of a vague criticism to throw at something that's like it's eight a, hours it's long a bit or epi- something. It's, like, it's probably like an episode too long. <laughs> yeah. There just, yeah. There just is a little bit too much time spent on certain things that we, we get the gist of already. But the editing... Very good. <laughs> and the horror sequences, horror for sequences. as little as they are overall, are very, very good. I and Mike Flanagan's just a fantastic director. He's a really, yeah, he's a really, he, even more so than I think he's a good director. I think he's a really talented writer. Yeah. And which, the, and the cast is killing it in this, as right? always. But yeah, Bly Manor, good show. I, I like gave it. it a four and a half. <laughs> Jolly good show. <laughs> um... Um, and then I guess I went out of town yes. like the next day and while I was staying at a hotel, I watched Anaconda for the first time Wow! and it was good. I liked it uh, more than I thought it would. Um, you know, Ice Cube is bearable here. John Voight is fun. Owen Wilson is strange. <laughs> I'm sad that Danny Trejo like kind of died off like immediately almost <laughs> like he dies in the first scene. <laughs> That's like the cold open for the movie. Also, Frank Welker, voice of Fred in the Scooby-Doo movies, um, is here, and he plays the Anaconda, and he's quite good. Wait, wait, really? Yeah, he does. He voices the Anaconda. He has a voice? Well, he, like, makes, like, all these hisses and stuff, like... <laughs> well, he also voices Scooby-Doo. Yeah, exactly. And later stuff, anyway. Like, in terms of, like, the Scooby-Doo noises and yeah, everything. Yeah, I was about to say, but yeah, he plays the Anaconda. That's funny. I liked, I liked that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was fun. Um, I enjoyed it a lot more than I expected to. Like, I thought it was just going to be kind of dumb. But I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it for the giant uh, snake puppet, which was easily the coolest thing here. Um, sadly, they, like, intermix it with CGI sometimes, and it looks kind of terrible. Um, but it was, it was the 90s. What do you want, you know? (laughs) Um, pretty well directed, though. Um, and I liked, uh, the performances. They felt just pulpy enough, like, oh, they felt just I don't know, surprisingly tasteful. I, it just surprised me. Um, but yeah, Anaconda, I give it a four out of five. Solid movie. Then on the 8th, we wanted to watch a movie, and I wanted to show him something that I had watched without him, since I had been watching a lot of good movies without him. Indeed. And we decided on Evil Dead. Evil Dead, baby. Evil Dead, 2013. The 2013 film, Um, Evil Dead. (laughs) I I talked about this in the last episode, I'm pretty sure, but uh, I really love it. I think it's really, really fun. I think it's really effective at what it does, and it pulls off its gore super well, and it's just... It's not the the greatest movie of all time. It's it is very not. simple in plot. It is. But I think what it makes up for in simple plot is just a- absolutely hugely fun horror <laughs> stuff that just keeps on going and going once it gets started. I was about to say, it's a very unapologetically gnarly movie, which is a great sentence to describe this i think <laughs> um it's really well edited and shot which surprised me um the lighting is really good too like i don't know 2010s horror i have a very low standard <laughs> apparently but it was really well lit and shot and um edited so i i really enjoyed it um it was very gross which i really enjoyed too so 
I like it a lot. Evil Dead 2013. (laughs) My first taste of anything Evil Dead. um, And it was very good. I liked it a lot. I gave it a um, four out of five. I gave it a four and a half out of five. There you go. Uh, Then on the ninth, uh, I watched um, Blade Runner 2049 for the first time. Who'd have thunk it? Um, I had bought it and it was sitting there on my shelf staring at (laughs) me in the face. mocking you, Micah. Just staring at me, waiting to be watched. (laughs) Um, And I I gave in and I watched it. Um, And it was probably, it's it's probably one of the best movies I've ever seen. A bold claim. I I wish I could have seen it in theaters so bad. (laughs) And and it's interesting to say that because I think, I think it's, it's, it's not quite like, like there are elements that I think other movies may have like maybe more together technical prowess or more strong emotional cores or stuff like that. Like this but this is one of the best like movie movies i have ever seen it is a movie it is like this this feel i felt very bad for not watching this in theaters <laughs> um i got i got like super like into it even if i didn't understand everything in it because it's a very like it's one of those kind of movies where you don't fully understand everything but you feel every moment All it's right. beautiful it's got absolutely outstanding cinematography the performances are are great the progression of the world is outstanding everything about it is is interesting engaging complex and beautiful um there you go <laughs> so yeah i really loved it <laughs> who would have thought uh, it? that blade runner 2049 is a good movie <laughs> and and guess what it's better than dune womp womp womp, womp. i still really love dune and i i love denis villeneuve and if i would have seen that before dune i would not have been as worried about denis doing a dune movie because <laughs> like without like like that that's such a it's such a sci-fi blockbuster like blade runner 2049 mm-hmm. is and in, in like every best way possible um so tackling dune is like the next the next step from blade runner there you go um but yeah great 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 movie can't wait to see it man i gave it a five out of five um and then on the 10th i watched the skeleton of miss morales which is a spanish horror comedy um pretty good i like better than i expected honestly um I don't know really what to say about it other than the fact that it was like pretty well shot and the uh, comedy lands pretty well. I don't know. It's a it's a good like dark comedy, which I always appreciate. Um, And yeah, I don't know. The good performances, solid cinematography. I I liked it. It's a fun, enjoyable watch. Um, I gave it a four out of five. Nice. Then later that day, we watched Chicken Little. Chicken Little. Which is Chicken Little. It's Chicken Little. I gave it a three out of five. I gave it a three out of five. It's fun. (laughs) It was my seventh viewing of Chicken Little. (laughs) It was my fifth viewing. How have you watched it two more times than me? I don't know, man. Am I watching Chicken Little that often? What's going on? What's what's up with that? Uh, Then on the the 12th... I watched The Grand Budapest Hotel for the first time. Hey, uh, um, Best was, Anderson? Question I was really, mark. I think, <laughs> it's, I, I think it's probably my favorite Wes Anderson yeah. movie I've seen so far. Um, I think it's really fantastic. I think it's more layered than most uh, Wes Anderson films I've seen. Um, I think it's got like a lot of heart, a lot of good energy. It's nice to see him like fully powerful in live action because even compared to moonrise kingdom which i think is fantastic i just did a whole video on the fact that i think it's fantastic this definitely feels a lot more well-rounded you gotta watch the french dispatch dude it's <laughs> he's he's like 10 times as powerful in that movie <laughs> i love the cast i love the bits i wish Saoirse Ronan was in it more i can't believe i was lied to i thought she was going to be one of the main no characters. she's not one of the main cast really um. all that much she's a side character uh, but it's really layered, and it and it made me feel 
kind of uh, an interesting form of melancholy by the end. Yeah. Um, and I, it's just, it's a beautiful movie. I wish all like town shots looked like they do in this. <laughs> oh um, man. I love, I love Grand Budapest Hotel. It's so good. <laughs> but yeah, I did not really know what to expect. I knew nothing about the plot and was surprised that 90% of it was about crime. I was about to say uh, they're, they're hardened criminals by the end of the movie. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> but I gave it a five out of five. Yeah. Great stuff, man. Um, and then on the twelfth, we watched My Father's Dragon. Yeah, new, the new new cartoon saloon movie. New cartoon saloon movie. Netflix original on Netflix. They they released something for Apple TV Plus, and now they got to release something for Netflix. What's going well, on? Well, it's no Wolfwalkers. <laughs> it's Remy. no Wolfwalkers. Um, I found out, Micah. Did you know there was an anime adaptation of this book back in like I did the eighties? That's funny. Look at this. Hold on, I can pull it up. <laughs> it's it's no it's no Song of the Sea. Or no, it's the nineties. There's a nineties anime. That's hilarious movie adaptation of my father's dragon which i now am very interested it's no it's no song of the sea it is no song of the sea but it is it's it's, also good it's no the breadwinner um i really love the art direction oh my goodness listen it's my least favorite cartoon saloon movie i've seen but it still is really fun it just doesn't feel as fully realized as most of like most of the cartoon saloon movies i've seen um, but the characters are really fun. Mm-hmm. I think the vocal performances from the two leads are surprisingly like like I, I did not expect the kid who played Dustin to work well in this. He's he's great, uh, but here. he's like I feel like he's, he's honestly the best performance yeah, I was here. Say, he's genuinely giving a good performance, <laughs> and I really liked him. Um, I think a lot of my big problems with it come to the world building and like the kind of sloppy allegory. And I don't, I didn't mind the allegory. I what really bothered me is how samey all of the middle plot beats are say, it's just pacing. he meets he meets a new character well that's what i'm saying the world building is really sloppy and for the island especially because yeah. like literally it's there are like five people on this island and he's like oh here's this move on move on here's yeah. this move like like dora the explorer level world building i'm sorry <laughs> yeah it's a shame because it could have been like easily one of the better cartoon saloon movies um not not as good as wolf walkers i don't know i don't <laughs> I know how wolf walkers is their that. masterpiece so. um but it, it is really good for what it is um and i think uh you should go watch it yeah definitely no no <laughs> if the moral of anything in this episode is go watch the movie it may be my least favorite but it's still good i give it a three and a half i still think it's like a good movie i give it a four out of and, five i think and it's go solid. freaking support cartoons right salute. they need the money man go go give the they're, they're, t- they're a tiny little irish studio <laughs> and they have made some fantastic 2d movies oh my goodness Go go watch My Father's Dragon. Yes. If you have Apple TV Plus, go watch Wolfwalkers. Go watch Wolfwalkers. Do it. But yeah, you, I give if it you have a, not I, seen it. I give it a three and a half. Yeah, solid. Um, and then we watched Monsters, Monsters Inc. Inc. last and we, night. And then even later last night, we watched Fantastic Mr. Fox. Absolutely. Which, Micah, I pointed this out. I don't know if you read my review for this. Um, I said it was the uh, 13th viewing of Fantastic Mr. Fox for me, and it was on November 13th, which happened to be the 13th anniversary of the movie. <laughs> Rebbe, you're, be- you're becoming, you're becoming uh, what's-his-face from the rehearsal. <laughs> I, I haven't seen the rehearsal, so no, I wouldn't know. It's not a compliment. <laughs> I, just think, I just think it's funny that it was on November 13th, and it was my 13th. No, that is funny. I, I thought it was funny, but um, it, I, I'm such a sucker for Fantastic Mr. Fox. It's um, a fan- Fantastic it's movie. so good we did an episode on it yeah, we did a whole episode <laughs> on it we've talked about it a million times yeah. we've seen it a million times it's it's between grand budapest and fantastic mr fox i think those best. are i think those are his two best yeah but honestly i don't know i really love moon 
Paris Kingdom. French Dispatch is right there, though. Like, I don't know. It's I, I gotta I, I gotta watch the French. You gotta Dispatch watch the French one of these Dispatch. Days. It's so good. Will I like it though, Ravi? I don't like anthologies. <sighs> <laughs> but it's like one of the best anthologies, dude. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll I've see. liked I've liked the live action Wes Anderson on a whole a lot more than I've liked animated Wes Anderson. For shame, Micah. I think it brings a lot more character <laughs> to it because I agree with some of the reviews. Like one of the somebody I know really hates Fantastic Mr. Fox, which mm. I cannot agree with. I think it's like a pretty much perfect movie, and they say as much in their review. But they say like they 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 end up getting their review to like. And and this is a very interesting reviewing person. <laughs> they have interesting takes, um, but they end up boiling it down to like, what is the point of this much perfection? What is the point mm. of controlling this much about a film? They they think it ends up kind of feeling lifeless compared to Wes Anderson's live action works. Interesting. I could see it. I, I I could see an argument for that, but I think it works well for the storybook nature of Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yeah, no, I Mr. think it works Fox. well. I, I'm not saying yeah. that, but I could definitely, I think on a whole from what I, th- I feel like they feel more alive. That is true. Something like, live action I was works. about to say, something like Grand Budapest Hotel feels way more uh, electric than something like Fantastic Mr. Fox, which I don't know, it's something you don't really get with Wes's animation, so. Yeah, yeah. but again. Fantastic still Mr. Great. Fox it's is still a masterpiece. Great. So go watch uh, it. Go watch. Go watch uh, My Father's Dragon. Yeah. Um, go watch. Go watch Monsters Inc. Bro. Monsters if you Inc. haven't seen it since you were a kid, I think you'll still really enjoy it. It's get, it's a get, great movie. Get, at Yossi on well, actually at Mega Meow on Twitter, um, <laughs> and get a, tell him to watch. There's Monsters a V Inc. somewhere again. in that in that name, Micah, that you've completely omitted. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> go watch uh, Blade Runner 2049 if you're old enough and want to and yes. go watch Grand Budapest Hotel if you're old enough and want to and go watch A Good Time go and, watch The Addams Family of bro. if you're old enough and want to and Adam's go watch family. The Addams Family that That's movie a great rocks movie. go watch Chicken Little <laughs> go watch some good movies guys that's the moral that's the moral of the story and we'll we'll catch you next week. Indeed, which we who knows what we could do who anything. Knows? It could be anything. We're not doing a series right now, so we could do anything we could want. Be, we could do Monsters University. We could do. We could be kind of no, a boring no, pick. No, we're not doing. That. We need to stop this. We do like one series and then break. But now we're going like series, series, series. It's a lot easier, I will say. But yeah, we'll catch you guys in the next one. Bye, guys.